We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. And welcome in, welcome in. It is Tuesday morning, October 25th. And that means it's time for an episode of Broncos for Breakfast. I am Nick Kendall and joined by, as always, Scott Kennedy. Scott, welcome back to the world of suck, buddy. It's a uh, Broncos country is a uh, let's cry, man. It's, it's, uh, uh, it's rough times. Uh, Nick, it's, it's good to be here as always. Um, as I was watching this Broncos Jets game, which I haven't had a chance to talk about with y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a couple things kept going through my mind. One of them was. When you force parity, you end up, you know, you, you don't, you don't, you're not rising people from the bottom. You're basically bringing people down and you end up with a product like this, which is embarrassing to the NFL. Um, two, uh, Rick Riley, former writer, he, he was the back cover writer, columnist for Sports Illustrated for a long time. And then he went on to do other things and I lost track of him. Um, I remember a comment he had about Rex Grossman coming into the Super Bowl as, he was billed as the worst starting quarterback in the history of the Super Bowl, and he failed to live up to that. That was how I was watching this game. I'm like, the this the quarterback play in this game, the offense in this game was mind-numbingly bad. Yeah. It's just, you know, we can talk about, you know, I, I like a good pitcher's duel. You know, you won zero with good pitching. Guys are snapping there. But, you know, when guys are up there shutting their eyes and swinging, that's, that's not a pitcher's duel. That's bad offense yes the good the defenses were good we talked about that going in yeah. defenses are good on this team but the quarterback play the offensive execution was just putrid just awful it was uh, yeah it was, painful. It was I mean, it was it was bad 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 football yeah i tweeted out like halfway through the third quarter this product is just bad and i had about 200 likes on it so broncos country definitely feeling that way as well but uh hopefully uh you know, season can get a little bit more on track here, at least have some direction, but it's uh, it's rough. So yeah, the Broncos fall to two and five on the season, losing a game to the Jets that, I mean, just looking at the stats overall, the Broncos probably should have won this game. The congrats to the Broncos. They didn't lose the penalty battle in this one. First time, probably all season Four penalties for 34 yards compared to 11 for, for that. The, they, get a they should plan, plan the parade, man. Uh, <laughs> Jets having 11 penalties for 85 yards. Uh, the Broncos also win uh, massively in uh, third down efficiency, five for 16, which isn't great, but the defense, man, go, making the Jets go three for 14, incredible. Uh, Zach Wilson did not look great out there. Uh, total total yards, the Broncos had a lot. I mean, really, 
this game comes down to probably two things in my book. You gave up the backbreaking explosive play to Brees Hall, which, I mean, there's the difference in the score right there. Uh, that one kills you. And then you lost a turnover battle by one. And it's unfair uh, to have this uh, take or this kind of feeling. And I'm sure the defense feels this pressure as well. But I'm getting to the point where watching this Broncos team, that it's where I've been for the, the Iowa Hawkeyes the last year and a half. If the defense does not create a defensive score here, we are going to lose. We are going to lose the game because the offense can't do it. The defense has to get a score early. And sometimes uh, you have magical seasons where that's happening. I mean, 2015, I felt that way a lot. I mean, you had the strip sack touchdown early in the Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl 50. That totally changed the outcome of the game. Uh, that probably how you can play football, blah, blah, blah. But the Broncos getting zero turnovers on this one, let alone uh, defensive points, which the Broncos have zero so far this season. We can debate uh, the DJ Jones, Draymond, Draymond Jones strip sack, DJ Jones taking it in. I think that was a fumble. I don't know if you saw that play, Scott. But uh, uh, regardless, uh, we're back in the same spot, and this team sounds dejected. Uh, the defense is at a loss for words. Uh, Justin Simmons two weeks ago, Mike Purcell this week. I mean, don't even know what to do, and it feels like they're starting to be a little bit of animosity uh, in that locker room as well. Uh, maybe even towards the offensive side of the ball, maybe towards coaching. I'm, again, not in there, can't speak, but uh, the tone has changed uh, recently from a lot of these guys giving the interviews. Well, they're professionals and they're they're embarrassed. You know, they're yeah. embarrassed. And Andrew Lampy never embarrasses us coming in. Thank you for the stars, Andrew Lampy. Getting us started here, no pun intended. Appreciate you. Glad you are here. Uh, watching that game, uh, when the when the Jets had the lead, I was like, all right, as long as Zach Wilson doesn't, give the ball away in a bad situation. A three and out and a punt is a win. Punting is winning, you know, speaking of Iowa. Uh, a three and out and a punt is is going to win this game for the New York Jets. At no point did I feel like the, the Broncos could drive down and, and score. Uh, how much difference does Russell Wilson make? I don't know. That's that's the, that's the scary thing. Is You know, we said that going in. I mean, last week, if you go back and read how we analyze this game, we were pretty good about it. I, I said that the difference in this these two teams right now is they're both bad on offense. They're both good on defense, but the Jets have more of an identity. You know, they're of, of a run the ball. We understand we're not very good throwing the ball. We're gonna lean we're gonna lean on our two good running backs and hopefully Zach Wilson won't screw it up and and frankly for a guy who was picked number two overall, he's as bad an NFL quarterback as I've ever seen. I, I I mean, he's maybe the light bulb will come on, but last year watching him, I said the scary thing for Jets fans is he's worse when he has time. That's what should really be scary for you is that when he has to make a decision, it's actually worse. When he has time to make a decision, it's actually worse. Um, and I didn't see any improvement out of him. He's 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 bad. This is a pretty good overall team. Uh, but their their quarterback play is atrocious. Yeah, and I don't think it's because of the protection. You know, they did a pretty good job investing in the uh, security around him. And Broncos country, if you're like me, you're getting more concerned about cybercrime with people stealing your private data and invading your privacy. I'm not tech savvy at all. But that's why I know I use NordVPN on all my browsers, whether it's on my desktop, tablet, laptop, or phone. 
VPN stands for Virtual Private Network, and NordVPN protects you as a one-stop shop for all things cybersecurity. It's incredibly easy for me to use, which means I don't have to be an MIT graduate or from Stanford or anything to figure it out. Uh, with just one click, I'm protected. It's very intuitive to use. With my NordVPN account, I can have up to six devices protected. I no longer have to worry about hackers, malicious sites, and pop-ups, which sometimes for streaming games, you, you do worry about that. Uh, for the price of a single cup of coffee per month, I have a complete peace of mind knowing that my devices and data are all protected. Plus, with NordVPN, I'm never a slave to the media blackouts. I can switch my virtual location to a market that is showing an NFL game I want to watch so I don't miss out and can watch the action live, which if you're a Bronco fan living in a non-Bronco area on the West Coast, lifesaver. Uh, Broncos country, grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash MHH to get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan for four months for free. It's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com forward slash MHH to get four months free. Check it out today. Whew. All right. Yeah, it's uh, that, that's a pretty nice little feature where you can mm -hmm. be somewhere else and not worry about blackout rules, the antiquated yeah, blackout rules uh, in around the league. It's like, you know what? I'll be in Norway today. <laughs> I am in Denver, local market. Uh, I was actually in New Orleans, and um, that was the the Broncos game was the local game, mm -hmm. so uh, I I didn't have any trouble watching that one. But then uh, I had trouble watching it because the football was so bad. Um, Nathaniel Hackett stands up there, Nick, and says, "I am sick of standing up here and saying the same thing over and over again." I'm like, "Oh, he sounds like he's writing his resignation." I mean, he won't resign, of course, but it's like. Yeah. You know, dude, when you get up there and you're having to say the same thing over and over again, whose problem is that? You know, there's mm -hmm. there's a frustration level with the there's a frustration level with the players. You know, I'm getting players open and they're not making the plays, but who's that on right now? I mean, if you're dropping Brett Rippin back 46 times in a game against the Jets, that's a one score game almost the entire game with how poor your offensive line has looked this season. Now, to be fair, I think they did in pass protection at least probably have one of their best games of the season. Now, is that Brett Rippon calling out protection better than Russell Wilson, who was abysmal at that or against the Chargers? And getting rid of the ball faster? Or that. Um, but, I mean, you got to help your offensive line some. That was the double-edged sword with Wilson, who is looks a little bit more uh, cement in issues than in years past. So that's a question mark here. But dropping Rippon back 46 times in a one-possession game. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. You got to protect your team. You got to protect the offense. I know we get real tired of the run, run, pass looks there, but hell, I went with Rippin back there, an undrafted free agent who's got a wet noodle arm, um, maybe even a couple of run, run, runs. You know, it's third and three. Run the run the damn ball. I know they've been not great at that this season, but Melvin Gordon only getting 10 carries for 30 yards. Latavius Murray having efficiency. I mean, the Broncos' efficiency on the ground in this game wasn't terrible. I mean, rushing for uh, – Gosh, I guess it is not great. Not great when you look at it there. 3.8 yards per attempt, but that's not, you know, two. Um, it's been dropping ripping back 50 or what, 46 times. Unacceptable. Uh, just just not great. Uh, and Malcolm Brown coming in saying, why didn't the Jets blitz very much? Um, they are not a blitz-heavy personnel team. Uh, Robert Salah wants to live in a cover three world, and uh, it was effective in controlling the game. I mean, the Broncos only put up nine points, so it's really hard to question the uh, the methodology here from uh, Robert Sala and the uh, Jets defense. Yeah, to make a real easy on that one, Malcolm, is because they didn't have to. They didn't have to. You blitz when you're afraid the quarterback's going to beat you with his arm and you've got to upset him and get him out of rhythm. If if you want to, if if I'm Robert Sala and the New York Jets, you want to tell me going in, our game plan is to, and I'm not saying this was a game plan, but this is how it worked out. Our game plan is to drop Brett Rippon back and let him throw the ball 50 times and have at it. Have at it. If if the on the flip side of the Broncos say the same thing, I, I have no reason to blitz Zach Wilson. I want him standing back there feeling comfortable throwing the ball. I don't have any reason to blitz him. I might do it every so often. You know, again, you don't not ever. You want to show it. You want to do it, but you want those guys back there throwing the ball. One of them did. One of them didn't. Guess who? Guess who? The team that threw the least times won the game. Man, I could have told you that going in. Good Lord. Yeah, absolutely. And Scott, I'm going to exit out real quick and then come right back in because it says I have one bar. Sometimes that helps clear things. So uh, Mm -hmm. give me 10 seconds. I'll be back, chat. Okay. Well, we're going to uh, also talk about some of the trade rumors coming around. Um, You know, Bradley Chubb is one of those guys. Is that something that you want to make a move for? Why? Why not? At two and five, is it time to sell? Uh, George Payton, before the season started, guaranteed they would have more draft picks before the uh, than they have right now before the draft uh, approaches. Bradley Chubb is probably your best asset. I don't even think probably. Nick, is Bradley Chubb your best, most tradable asset right now? Your most tradable, yes. Your best asset is Patrick Sertan, but mm-hmm. there's no reason to trade most him. Tradable, yeah, Patrick Sertan yeah. is, is all, he, he ain't getting traded. 
two years from now, if we're in the same situation, then maybe we're having that conversation. Uh, But for now, it's definitely Bradley Chubb. He's been having an excellent season Uh, so far this year. He is increasingly expensive and you invested in the position heavily this off season to make you, to put yourself in a position where you uh, could withstand a breath in theory could withstand a Bradley Chubb injury so far, knock on wood, he's been healthy uh, and he's been playing pretty well. Um, but I'm with Jeremy Sean here. Only sell Chubb if it's a good deal. Don't just sell to sell. If somebody's coming in here with like a, just a third round pick for Bradley Chubb, I'm holding on to him. I may be even tagging him this offseason because guess what? With the contract you played Russell Wilson, this isn't a team that you can say we're going to tear it down and rebuild. It's going to have to be a reload uh, position this offseason, in my opinion. And that means if you're getting back assets for Chubb in similar to the Von Miller deal. We've seen a lot of people talking about that. Uh, Adam Schefter yesterday on uh, Denver radio saying that the Panthers are looking for two firsts for Ryan Burns. There's no way you can't get the equivalent to the Von Miller deal for Bradley Chubb. Um, we have uh, Charles Robinson at Yahoo Sports saying that the Broncos should be able to get a, a Von Miller-like deal for Bradley Chubb. Uh, we'll see if it plays out that way. Uh, but um, definitely Chubb is your most tradable asset that you can bring in the most back that makes the most sense to trade at the same time. Yeah, when you're you're talking about the the health thing is a concern, you know, because um, mm-hmm. if nobody signs him in the offseason, you don't get a comp. Pick, you know, what's his comp pick deal? But that's that's a risk that's probably worth taking, because at this point he would be tough to bring back. Um, you know, he's gonna he'd be a, a free agent. He'd get a good free agent deal, and he'd probably get a deal that is more attractive than the project that he sees right now in Denver. So you're talking about, okay, a third or fourth round comp pick, and I give up, well, half half of his salary this year, someone would take it out. What is he, about 11 or $12 million on his on his, uh, on his his option year right now? So 10, uh, you're playing two-thirds of that, so let's just round up. We'll call it $8 million. So you're saving $8 million in someone else's pocket, and you get a second round pick. That might be, you know, and then you use that money to buy back something else. So again, it would need to be at least – a Von Miller deal of a second and a third, at least that for you to make that move right now. Otherwise, you just hold on to him, risk that you can re-sign him, and, and play the comp pick game. The comp pick game makes it unfair to the players. <laughs> uh, as usual, it, it makes uh, player player personnel moves and, and takes player power away uh, and their rights to uh, to choose where they want to play because, well, I don't, I, I don't have to trade. I'm going to get something anyway if he leaves. And just to add the context of that, you do have to limit yourself in free agency uh, to an extent if you do that. So if Bradley Chubb signs a deal and then you sign a player to an equivalent contract, those will cancel each other out, assuming that he is not a – the player that you signed is not a a street free agent, meaning he was released off his contract. But, uh, yeah, no, it's definitely an option as well, and you can even tag him. I mean, there's no such thing as having too many – it's expensive, but also you have the Waltons here. And uh, you can move some cap around to get that there and you still have more value. And then you can maybe get the comp pick after that. It's one of those things. And also I'm of the opinion that in that scenario, you do the Joker in the pool hall, snapping the pool cue over his legs between Randy Gregory and Bradley Chubb and saying, whoever's the healthiest, whoever plays the best gets that next contract. Cause I know Bradley, Randy Gregory, five year deal. It's a two year deal with the five, uh, three years options after that. So you don't have to sell him. If you do sell him, it's, you know, giving up on the season, uh, no doubt, but we're already at two and five. Maybe that's something you have to talk about here. Um, a few more questions to spring from this, Scott, as far as uh, trading Bradley Chubb. So we are looking for, personally, I'm looking for two twos, uh, given his age, uh, given his pedigree, 
Um, I would be okay deferring a draft pick this year for 2024 if I can get a second two rather than a two and three this year. Personally, I'm I'm always of the belief that it's the Howie Roseman model where most teams are not patient enough uh, where they can live in a world where they get surplus value down the line. They'd rather have it now. Um, and I'd rather have the surplus value down the line because I don't have my butt on the hot seat for, as a personnel guy. But uh, two things that spring here that might change the formula a tad, in my opinion, Baron Browning has a hip injury that he's going to be out now for weeks. That makes it a lot harder out there. I mean, this Broncos team, the Broncos 49ers and the chargers, there must be something uh, west of the Rockies here that uh, I guess the Denver's east of the Rockies still, but west of the Mississippi here where these teams um, are just getting injured like crazy. It's unbelievable. Same teams year after year. It seems like for the last five years leading the leagues in injuries, but uh, Bradley, or excuse me, Baron Browning is going to be out for a bit. You're already dealing with Randy Gregory out. Uh, is this something that um, because of that, would that deter you from uh, trading Bradley Chubb? Because it's not like this team can tank. You don't have your first round pick. It doesn't do you any good to lose games. I know and that's the that's the the hard part of the, about this. It's a, the the upside though is there is salary cap available. There is, mm-hmm. and like I've said, I think I think two interior linemen changes this team around dramatically. You know, assuming people get healthy. You know, obviously that's always the big one. I, I, I always say that. Well, what about injury? Yes, yes, I know injuries are going to ruin everybody. Uh, Seventy eight Leadhead, a great community member. Uh, good to see you in here live. See you on uh, on the comments all the time. Uh, Gregory's never shown he can stay healthy. Losing Browning hurts. Baron Browning is the truth. And as Jeremy reminds us, Browning was hurt last year too. Everybody's hurt every year. Um, that's also one of the big things that we talk about. And Nathaniel Hackett was asked about it a couple of weeks ago. He says, yeah, we're looking, um, you know, sometimes the ACL stuff feels a little, um, unpredictable, mm-hmm. but we are, we're evaluating everything. Um, that said, Nick, does it matter what Nathaniel Hackett has to say at this point? I mean, we're seven games in, and I'm not ready to say dead man walking like I was at this point last year with Vic Fangio, but we are still trending. I've said it for the last two weeks. We are still trending on one and done. He'll get the year, still trending on one and done. I think there's a chance that if the Broncos get embarrassed in London, that they leave Hackett uh, on the tarmac. I really do. And it's not, I'm not, I think it's not a George Payton decision. I think that is a ownership uh, related decision. I mean, hearing then this is based on some people in the media that I talk with uh, that right now, the ownership group is pretty disheartened. Disenchanted. Uh, yes. Pretty immediately disenchanted. And also it's the, it's the fan experience. I mean, I'm seeing more and more people being like, yeah, I'm going to the pumpkin patch. Screw, screw this. Like I'm not, I'm not doing that with my Sunday. Uh, the fans, it's a one possession game. And with the Broncos, uh, their second to last drive, only 15% of the seats are filled about 7,000 no shows this last week against the jets. I mean, the, the owners are there, they see this and it's a one possession game and there's no energy in the stadium. It's zapped. It's dead in there. So um, if it's another uh, clunker out there with just head scratching decisions to, I mean, we went over uh, yesterday with Eric, but like 56 yard field goal in the rain, uh, throwing shot, hit, shot put passes on third and one when you need like nothing, um, running the ball in like third and I just, there seems to be absolutely no identity, no plan, uh, no bag of tricks. Like this is who we are. Who, who are you? Nathaniel Hackett It's just, there's no, there's no, there's nothing there. I, um, I always bucked at this, you know, remember what I was doing and I, I was doing the, the scouting of high school football players, like online when that business started, you know, so it was looked at like, what do you know? 
you're not a coach. What do you know? You're by you're you don't know anything. You can't be any good at this. What do you know? You're not a coach. Like, have you seen the decisions that these coaches make at the highest level? You know, I'm pretty sure I'm smarter than at least one of these guys. You know, it's it is. It's the pressure is telling. Uh, the pressure mm-hmm. is telling, and um, it, it is the, one of the big risks of hiring a first time head coach. You're not sure, but you're you still don't expect you don't you don't expect this. I think Zach had the tweet yesterday where he's just like, you know, uh, you know, third and three, throw it deep. <laughs> you know, um, third and 16, you know, draw play, you know, it was just like everything was backwards from what you might expect. Um, it, again, the one you said it's swirling rainy. You missed an extra point, kick a 56 yard field goal. Uh, it was, it's just, if there's any place to do it, uh, the, in soccer managers are sacked mid season constantly. If there's mm-hmm. a bad torn tour, turn in the season they're gone i mean it's ruthless ruthless so leaving him in england this is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer he hears things differently to the untrained ear everything on his shop floor might sound fine but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping so he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand and he knows granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, maybe we can get a ride back together. It's, yeah, it's, and that's shocking to say, and I'm not advocating for it per se, because I also think there's something to be said about giving a guy a full year and also the the perspective of that or how the, how that appears to other potential head coaching candidates. You know, this guy had a, so many injuries out there, uh, Russell Wilson was playing terribly and he didn't have it right, but you know, am I going to have it right in the first six, seven games of the year? Probably better than what we've seen, but that still might, and the, I know you're going to disagree because there's only 32 spots, but if there's a lot of different jobs out there, maybe you're going to be less enticed. If you're the top candidate, maybe the Broncos are going to have to pick from that second level. Fortunately, the Broncos have going for them again, coming back to the rich owners. If there's somebody they want, they can throw money, right. uh, which and, could help and that's, a lot. that's the thing. It's like, well, I'm going to get a, 75 80 million dollar guaranteed contract i'm not too worried about him and plus i'm egotistical enough to know i'm better than that guy yeah <laughs> you know that's also the key is i'm i'm better than them i'm I, i'm better than him that's the ego in all these guys you, you think sean payton is sitting back there saying i can't do better than nathaniel hackett and you're gonna give me 100 million dollars because what did gruden get didn't gruden get about 10 years 100 million dollars and that was years ago you know matt rule yeah. got seven for 70 to come out of the college ranks and never coached an NFL game. Yeah. I mean, money talks, Nick. So again, if this had been, okay, you brought in somebody with an established reputation and, you know, had done, you know, the val the same valid excuses. Okay. The injuries, all the newness, all this stuff. And it looked competent and the rug was pulled out from under them pretty quickly. Maybe, maybe, but in this case, no, it will have zero effect. Money talks, and Nathaniel Hackett has been so bad that he's trending on my timeline after every game about yeah. people talking about how bad he's been. And I, it sucks. I, I feel I, I like the man as a human being from what I've seen, but come on. Yeah. 
I want to say hello to some people in the chat here. Morning, guys. Nice to get the band back together so we can commiserate together. I guess I got uh, bad news for you guys on that front, and I'll make an announcement again um, on this one. But uh, Scott and I are going to be having our own travel day on Thursday this week, so there will be no morning show. I'm sure we're going to get 20 uh, Twitter messages like, where's the show uh, going on? Which, God bless you guys uh, for that, because that means people are enjoying the product. Uh, but Scott is going to be traveling to London, and uh, I'm going to be traveling back to the Midwest for a wedding uh, this weekend. So we're both traveling Thursday morning at the same time, rather than having uh, two other people come out here. We're just going to have a travel day as well. So I guess you guys get a break from Broncos football, which maybe is needed as well. Dave Glassman, the hearts in here. Good to see you. Malcolm. Hello from Homer, Alaska. Bama X. Good morning, Broncos country. Sunny days is here. Good to see you. Our guy, Roderick Koken here saying, I feel like an interloper at someone's funeral. Take no pleasure in the Broncos demise. Being a Falcons fan for nearly 50 years, I share your pain. The Falcons have been the most enjoyable football I've watched this season, which I'm listening to the chat this morning. Some frustration there, obviously coming off a bad loss, but you could be watching Iowa and Denver on your weekends, which would be much worse. Uh, Big E Bronco. Good morning. Good to see you. And Diamond Rattler coming in saying uh, only way I'm trading Chubb is if I get a second round pick, which isn't likely. So I keep him and try to sign him long-term. I'm not trading him for a second. I need a second plus uh, to, to trade him there. I think you're going to get, uh, more value that you could even like tag and trade at the end of the season, I think for better than that uh, third round uh, comp pick that you'd be playing for, which is essentially the first pick of day three uh, because it's that late in the draft. So I want more than a second uh, DWI guys. Good afternoon, gents. Good to see you, Ethan. We miss you. Uh, Albert Knoppers. Good morning. All great to see you. Glenn hair. Did we already get to Glenn um, morning guys? Rumor is Hackett might be gone. If they lose against Jacksonville, I've heard some rumblings as well. Uh, would make sense to see Evero can turn the team around before he gets another head coaching gig next year. Uh, what do you think about giving uh, Ijiro Evero, excuse me, Ijiro Evero a uh, head coaching opportunity if this team uh, continues to struggle offensively and the coaching staff looks totally outmatched? I, I wouldn't mind going interim, uh, give him an interim label, and then um, if he goes six and two down the stretch, may, elevate him to full time. You know, if the guys respond, I, I think I do think the Raiders made a mistake last year. I don't remember his name. Um, some Italian sounded name, the special teams coordinator, but the guys rallied around for him and they Scarnecchia. played well down the stretch and they didn't elevate him. Why not? Why not? Mm-hmm. And then they just, you know, throw a retread multiple time loser in there, which is just insane. So yeah, I, I'd be okay with Evero. Um, I mean, what are your, ch- what are your choices? Um, internally? Yeah. It's a, it's a brand new staff. Yeah. Uh, Ebro has been incredible and it sounds like he's an extremely intelligent person. So I think maybe that shake up there, just giving him a chance at that uh, guy helping his resume. Cause he deserves it. I mean, I'm looking at, uh, a stat right now for uh, conversion rates so far this season. Uh, the Broncos have the 31st ranked offense as far as converting. Uh, they are just absolutely horrible. They only convert first downs on 63% of their series of downs and which is terrible. Uh, only being outpaced or underpaced by the Panthers at 58, uh, but then the Broncos defense, number one in the NFL on getting off the field, uh, conversion rate, 63% with Dallas 65, the Rams 67, and the Buccaneers 67. So um, I guess you do take a chance where the defense takes a step back with Ebro shifting responsibilities and whatnot. But at the same time, um, I, I'm really curious about uh, maybe Christian Page getting a chance then at the defensive coordinator spot. He's a really highly thought of uh, defensive back coach to the point where the Broncos retained him off last season's staff to this year's staff. Uh, so if the Broncos lose to the Jags in embarrassing fashion where the decisions are terrible, the offense is completely inept. I am not, I'm not against it. 
Yeah, two and five Jacksonville Jaguars. That means they've lost five straight because they started off house on fire, two and oh. Um, mm -hmm. The Jags kind of reverted back to where we thought they might be. Yeah. Uh, where would Doug Peterson be with this team? And Ben Holton comes in. Welcome in, Ben. He says, Denver should fire their head coach, Russell Wilson. Hackett isn't the problem. Um, if I'm getting shown up by a subordinate, I am the problem. It, it is my problem. If it, it, unless my, you know, unless I'm being undermined by my boss uh, and having my legs cut out from me by George Payton, then okay. And I can use that. In a, I can use that in my next uh, job interview. You know that that would come out in that will that will come out in the next because Nathaniel Hackett would get interviews. He he's not leaving coaching. He might not jump right back into a head coaching job right away, but he he'd, he'd have a job on an offensive staff. And you know, go back and and coach for the 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 the, uh, the Packers, whatever. He'll get it. He'd get another job. And if he's not getting the support he needs from from the uh, the front office, that would show up in his interview. Someone just rang my doorbell. If you can't hear my dog, <laughs> who could it be? Yeah, no. The other issue is that you can't fire Wilson. You are married to him the next four years. So. Uh... You, what can you do about that? Let's say hello to some people here. Greg Smith, good morning, Broncos for breakfast. Good to see you, Greg. Uh, we also got uh, I'm the man coming in saying Russell wins the game. I feel bad for Boone. It's finally his time. Uh, he was third and fourth in Minnesota, too. Yeah, Boone gets injured. Luckily, it's not a serious injury. We will see him back at some point this season, probably. But, yeah, the Broncos are injured. I guess we can roll through that as well. Uh, Broncos, Cam Fleming injured. Uh, we all get the Calvin Anderson experience now this week against uh, Trevon Walker and uh, Josh Allen with the Jags. So uh, buckle up, everybody. Uh, it was an obvious, obvious step back in ability going from Cam Fleming to Calvin Anderson. Unfortunately, I know that he has his interesting group of fans, but uh, the tape don't lie. It has not been very good. Uh, so it will be a tough one. And my question for you is, Scott, so pivoting here to the Jags game a bit since we don't have an episode Thursday, I guess this is our 15 minutes uh, pre of preview here. Um, should the Broncos, A, should they play Russell Wilson in this game? If he's healthy, yes, they should. If you've got a risk of, make sure I unmuted myself. Um, yeah, you're good. If you've got a risk of him being gone for the long term, when you talk about partial muscle tears, small tears become big tears. Mm -hmm. So if that's the problem, then no, he shouldn't play. If he's got a partial tear in his hamstring, no, he shouldn't play until it's completely healed. Um, if that's not necessarily all that's, you know, if it's a shoulder, whatnot, if he's in a situation where he's not going to get worse by playing, he should play. If he can deal with the yeah. pain, he should play. Um, you know, but I, again, going into the season, I'd, I'd still would play Josh Johnson over Brett Rippon. <laughs> um, yeah. you know, well, he, would he get more to, he's got, he's just got more tools. Brett Rippon, God bless him. He's just, he's not an NFL quarterback like a legit week in and week out NFL quarterback. So yeah, if he's healthy, he should play. Absolutely. Yeah. hundred percent. It's uh, I'm going to disagree with you here. I think the season at two and five is already done. And uh, if I am George Payton coming down here, I'm saying we just, we are married to Russell Wilson for the next five years. And the best chance for us to be good going forward is for Russell Wilson to be healthy and gain some confidence and gain some chemistry with these weapons you have the bye week right afterwards. I'm to the point where I'm not even having Russell Wilson fly to London. You know, go off, take a – you want to go off and be, you know, insulated. Here's your chance to be insulated for a week. Take a two-week vacation, heal up. Uh, the season's already done. Let's go have the Brett Rippon experience again. 
and maybe that's me being you know, uh, surrender surrender Cobra uh, out here for the Broncos this season. But with that bye week built in there, after that, I'm giving him this week as well. Now, if the Broncos were four and three or three and four, then maybe we're having a different conversation. But uh, the lat injury, the hamstring injury, two and five on the season. Uh, sorry, Hackett, this is a tough, uh, tough. Tough show for you, but um, you at least got to show competent out there with whatever quarterback it is. And I wouldn't have it be Russell Wilson. Also, in that same front, I may be not playing. I'm playing Bradley Chubb sparingly in this game and Jerry Judy sparingly in this game because if you lose this game, you don't want those guys to be hurt. And I think Jerry Judy come off his best game of the season. I said it when we traded, when we, when the Broncos traded for Russell Wilson, I'm concerned about the stylistic fit of Jerry Judy and Russell Wilson. Jerry Judy is awesome in the quick game, uh, getting open horizontally from the slot and from the, uh, the Z. Russell Wilson isn't really that kind of quarterback. Like I said earlier, you're married to Russell Wilson. It's unfortunate, but maybe you can get more value for Jerry Judy, uh, trading him somewhere else and giving him a chance to play with more of a quick pass offense where you can then lean into somebody who's more of a big body down the field blocking ability that fits what you're doing with Russell Wilson uh, more. Yeah, and you uh, you see people, you know, every time I read about Jerry Judy, I look into the comments and I say, oh, he's a giant, he's a Packer. I'm like, I don't I don't know where he fits. I don't watch enough of the other teams to know what the, the quick passing game is. You know, it feels like everybody should be able to hit the quick passing game. That's the easy stuff. Yeah. Um, and Diamond sure. Rattler says, I'm sitting Russ until the bye. Again, it, for me, it depends on how healthy he is. You know, if, if he's if he's in a place where he's healthy, he should play. If he's healthy and he's not playing, that's an even worse message. No. to send um you know that oh this guy he, he gets such special treatment that he doesn't have to play you, you can't do that so again it depends on how healthy he is if he's got a partial tear in his hamstring absolutely not should he play small tears become big tears um bruises you know we say get a knock you know if i've got a deep thigh bruise or something like that that's how much pain can i deal with that yeah. gets better uh lou 101 comes in he says the bears exploded with fields last night by going for plays that match his skill set Trying to get a QB with Wilson's body of work to adapt to a totally different style is like having a rookie QB with a rookie head coach, with a guy who didn't call plays for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. It's bad, Lou. You're right. Um, Justin Fields looked really good last night. Um, was was listening to some of the stats on him, and he had, you know, oh, he's he's converted six of eight third downs running the ball. That That's not necessarily sustainable over the long term, but how do you – it's another weapon to have. And he was hitting the easy throws that Zach Wilson couldn't, you know, it was fun watching him go back, you know, yeah, he's missing some of the deep shots, but go back. Okay. I slide to my pockets to the left. I buy a little time. Oh, there's a guy two yards past the sticks wide open. I'm just going to hit him in the chest with it. Mind blown. Couldn't, I didn't see that at all in the Jets Broncos game. No. Yeah. And it's a, uh... I'm talking about Lou 101's comment here. I don't think it's as much Hackett here as it is Wilson. I mean, Wilson wants to be Drew Brees. I mean, that's just he wanted to go pair with Sean Payton, the let Russ cook stuff, uh, wanting the high volume passing. I don't think it's as much Hackett's offense right now as it is Russell Wilson having uh, power. I mean, how much empty sets you're seeing for the Broncos despite their tackle play, uh, despite the wide receiver issues, that. I don't think that's a Hackett thing. I think that's a Russell Wilson having influence over this and wanting to be this idealized quarterback that maybe he just isn't. Uh, so um, I, again, it's, you're going to have to figure it out this year. You're married to Wilson. It's the next big 
hurdle uh, for George Payton. And I see comments coming in here from somebody saying you need to keep uh, Payton accountable too. Payton is definitely heating up here uh, because of this trade and the hot and the contract as well and the Hackett hiring. And I can't talk out. I'd be on the hot seat too because I would have made that Russell Wilson trade. I was fine with the extension at the time, but now it all looks bad. So uh, <laughs> I guess it's easier for me to sit here being a Monday morning general manager. But uh, alas, uh, somebody's going to be accountable for that. That's just the nature of the business. I liked the trade for both sides. I preached, "What's your rush?" Yeah, on the uh, on the contract extension. Um, give everybody just a little bit of a time. Live together for a little bit. You got two years left on the deal. Um, let's see how everybody starts to fit when the bullets, when, when we go live here, give it a month. And if he says, oh, well, he, he wouldn't have taken the deal for a year and, and things go well, it gets more expensive. So what, you know, what's really expensive missing, missing is really expensive. You'll you're about to find out. We're finding out how expensive it is to miss the way things are going right now. And as Miguel comes in, appreciate you, Miguel on Facebook with the stars. He says, if Hackett is fired and Evero takes over, do you see him as head coach of the Broncos next year? Maybe, like I said, if, if you have a, a, a Raiders situation where you uh, promote an interim head coach, put an interim label on him, and he, the, the guys respond well and win down the stretch, you know, again, let's say Hackett gets left in Jackson, in, uh, in London, and you promote Evero to head coach, and you're sitting there at two and six with nine games left. You go six and three, seven and two. I absolutely make that interim label permanent. Absolutely. And I go and hire somebody with more experience as an off, a proven offensive coordinator, um, you know, who's been around a while. I was really surprised. I know they have Dom Capers there, but that was one of the things that really surprised me, Nick, was that you didn't get an old head come in as one of your coordinators. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And Audie Bell, you better be careful here. Um, you're going to get uh, blocked by Scott. I'll let you kind of troll around in the chat on Monday, but uh, if you're just here, you know, punching down right now then uh, you won't be sticking around long so uh, i'm fine with it if you want to come in and actually talk ball i'm actually really enjoying the seahawks draft class uh so far this season kenny walker was one of my guys in the draft obviously abraham lucas is out there charles cross uh Tariq Woolen. i mean killing it right now but uh be uh be careful um because you won't stick around if you are just talking crap you know who doesn't talk crap though we absolutely love uh, Mark Schrader coming in saying good morning, Nick and Scott. Good to see you, Mark. Uh, we always appreciate you. Hopefully your road to recovery after your heart surgery is that much better now that we are weeks uh, past that. So good to see you around here, Mark. Always appreciate talking to you. <laughs> Jamie coming in. Oh, the spammers right now are more compelling than the Broncos. It's, it, it is tough. Um, you know, so what are we looking for, Nick? Because right now, the... You're not winning games and you're playing bad football. You know, so what what do you watch? What are you watching for? What are you looking for that makes it? Why do I want to tune into this team that makes it interesting? Because football is better than no football. <laughs> uh, you're gonna miss it a lot in uh, come March. So uh, that's one. But there's still some young fun options to get on here. Uh, you still have I'm excited to see what Greg Dulcich continues to do out there for two games. He's actually been an interesting part of the offense. He made some good plays out there. I'm excited to see him continue to grow. And uh, the defense still has a lot of good playmakers. I think at some point uh, the turnovers will probably start to come a little bit more. And the building blocks of a successful season, if it's going to happen next year, are on this team right now. So it's about these guys improving. It might be a new system. It might be a new coach. 
Uh, it's crazy after seven games. It already seems inevitable that it's going to be a new coaching staff. Oh, there goes Audi. See you, bud. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I just not, I'm not interested. Yep. As soon as I, I catch I, up to the chat and see this stuff, go, go talk trash somewhere else. That's what social media is for. Not, not mm-hmm. in our chat. Don't care. You want to come talk Seahawks and say the, you know, Hey, you guys were all wrong about uh, Geno Smith. Great. I absolutely Geno Smith's proven everybody wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, without a doubt, but, uh, you know, ha ha, LOL. TTFN. Right, well. Yeah. And, uh, we got Salvi nation leave hacking in London to coach Chelsea. Yeah. Maybe we have a reverse. Ted Lasso here. Tongue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, um, all right. Well, Scott, we probably got to get out of here pretty soon. Wow, but, I'm not uh, going anywhere with Nas showing up. Yeah. Man, uh, Nas coming in 49.99, big time saying, uh, I don't see anything good from trading away your best players. Just reinforces the loser culture, infesting in the organization. We've been sellers of the trade deadline for six years in a row. Where has it gotten us? We need to steady, competent coach coaching. Well, you don't have the steady and competent, competent coaching. You don't have draft picks. Uh, you're married to the quarterback that you have right now for the next three to four years. So uh, I guess maybe, uh, Scott, how do you feel about this? Approaching Bradley Chubb with a reasonable contract extension mm-hmm. that is still team-friendly. And uh, that can be your turning point there. Because if you can get a deal there, that's great. I don't see why he would accept it. Um, but if not, then maybe you can multifaceted. Like, oh, we did what we could. We wanted to stick around. We offered him a contract. Alas, he didn't want to do that. So we, we decided the best thing for this team long-term was to trade him. You can sell it to the fans. Uh, you can at least have made an honest or somewhat honest effort uh, to retain him and then uh, start to chip away at your dearth of draft capital. I I. I think Naj has a very valid point here. Um, you know, listen, suffer with the rest of us, Bradley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're going to fight. We're going to be a team. We're going to come out of this mm-hmm. together. The thing is, is Bradley Chubb's on his, he, if he's on his way out anyway, why can't you get, why don't you try and get something for him? But again, you, you get, you play the comp game. Um, yeah. So it would need to be a deal, Naj, that isn't just do a deal to get a deal done. Okay. So, as an example, the Falcons wanted to move Deion Jones, just get him out. And it was cost, it's going to cost him $20 million. Just mm-hmm. get him out. They traded Deion Jones and a seventh in 2024 to get a sixth back. Okay? That is cutting the guy. We don't want you around, period. What you're saying, that doesn't fly with Bradley Chubb because he's a productive mm-hmm. member of this team. Do not do that. Yeah. This has to be a deal you can sell to the team. Okay? It has to be a deal you can sell to the guys that you're going to be building with the next two or three years. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm getting a deal so good. It's going to make us better while you're here. This season, it isn't going well. You've got three years left on your contract, Justin, Patrick, Russell, the teams you're counting, the players you're counting on. It has to be a deal like that. If it's not a deal like that, I'm with you 100%. I've come around on this. I'm with you. I'm with you, Naj. Um, yeah. We're not, we're not selling to sell. We're selling to get better. And if that happens, you can sell that in the locker room. You you can. Yeah, 100%. Uh, we also got RD coming in with the Canadian Five uh, saying, how do you guys think Russell will react to us selling players and making the team worse in the short term um, while he has manageable cap hits? You're two and five uh, right now. And it, this is about being better in 2023, if possible, and giving yourself ability to build offensive infrastructure that right now you obviously do not have. Um, Scott, I'm going to maybe do a full heel turn here this upcoming off season where I'm just going to be like, we tried almost everything besides 
just a full-on leaning into the offensive line. I said it when we first got Russell Wilson. This team might need, need to be one where they are top five, top ten in rushing, rushing personnel in order to live with how Russell Wilson plays. And uh, right now they are very far from that. So maybe I'm going to lean full into the uh, offensive line truther uh, building that unit up uh, this offseason. So getting capital, creating space allows you to do that. The defense surely will take a step back if you lose Bradley Chubb, but I'm honestly okay with the defense taking a slight step back if it means you're able to add assets uh, and talent to the offensive side of the ball because I, I can't take <laughs> much more of uh, this product of football. And uh, I agree with you. How you could be Selling Chubbs and making the team worse in the short term. The team's bad in the short term. Again, like, like you said, they're, they're two and five. Um, the question is about 2023. Would um, trading Chubb be better right. than uh, potentially losing him this offseason or tagging him compared to the return on investment for 2023? That's if the question. You move Chubb in the middle of the season, it's got to be a deal that obviously makes the team better um, mm-hmm. it, it, next year. Next year. Uh, yes. David coming in says, not much better than four years of Chubb in the future. Unknown picks better. I doubt it. This is why we draft. Um, f- four years of Chubb in the future. You have to resign him. That, that's the whole point. He's. It's in the last year of his deal. Hmm. You have zero guarantee, unless I'm misunderstanding this, Nick. Um, you have zero guarantee that you get anything more than the next, where are we at? 10 games? I can't do the 17 10 game games. math, Nick. I can't do it. You got, 10, you games. got 10 games, assuming Bradley Chubb plays other. That's it. You got 10 games of Bradley Chubb, David. That's it. So yeah. if I can get a second round pick out of it, maybe more. A, I need more than a second. I, I'd listen for a second. I'd listen for a. I'd listen for a second. Um, because that's definitely more than I'm getting in a comp. But if I get a second and change, yeah, right. So I, I think when I when I usually talk trades, I talk what's the highest pick I get. So if you throw in a second, a fourth, and a fifth, okay. Maybe, but it, I'm listening at a second is where I start listening. You say a third is the highest you're gonna go, then I'm not listening. Click. Yeah. Yeah. Second. Yeah. So you say second, okay, and and what? What else are you gonna throw in? We'll swap. I'll send you a fourth. You send me a third. Whatever. But. I'm listening at a second, um, yep. but you just, you don't have the guarantee. If I, you approach him with a deal, Chubb's got to resign it. He yep. doesn't have to resign now. And you tag him, you're talking 23, $24 million. That's going to eat up most of the rest of your salary cap um, to try and then rebuild your, your offensive line. Kathy coming in. Hi, I'm always late. Have fun in London, Scott. I plan on having fun in London. Sorry, Zach's not going to go with me, uh, but I'm, I'm going to have a good time. Um, Ethan, uh, Ethan may have calmed down from Sunday. He was pissed. <laughs> yeah. Our DWI guy's friend was a little mad, a little dejected about this team. That was his gut reaction. I'm not watching these guys anymore. Oh, I think we'll be back. We'll see each other down there. We're going to have a good time in London. Yeah, 100%. The final topic I want to get to before I get out of here, uh, we got to get on out of here a little bit earlier today, although it's almost 830. Uh, Jerry Judy, I think he's probably your next most likely tradable asset. And I know Bama X is 100% right. Uh, see in here, Bama X saying uh, that uh, Judy is your best separator. You definitely take a step back uh, moving on from Judy. But from everything I gathered, I think f- some folks in the front office are not the biggest Jerry Judy fans. He was not drafted by this regime. And we've seen how that's turned out for other players that were from the Elway era. Uh, and I don't think that Jerry Judy is a great scheme fit. I think this team going forward, honestly, Scott, I would kill to put Russell Wilson in the Arthur Smith offense, where it's a lot of max protect deep play action looks there, shot plays and running the ball, only throwing the ball, you know, 20 times a game and higher than what we saw last week from the Falcons, but 20 times a game and then running the ball effectively. And I just think Jerry Judy is not a fit. 
for that. Part, part of this, Nick, is and this is this discussion we go in a scheme with the shotgun. You know, we want to see under center, et cetera, et cetera. You can absolutely run the ball out of the shotgun. Um, but if you're doing it in a single back with RPOs, your running back has to be a legit threat. Yeah. Every so often be able to play. And right now, Russell's not that Mariota is that threat. Mariota is a big threat running the ball. I don't know that Russell Wilson, to, to what you're saying, would be a fit in that offense because I don't have to respect his ability, his willingness to tuck and run. Yeah. I think you do it somewhat though, especially if you're running back is good. Uh, but uh, before we get on out of here, Ethan coming in $50 uh, American dollars here saying great show. Jensen Broncos country. Good to see you. Uh, we appreciate you so much. Um, yeah, I know it's uh, it's rough times right now, but we'll see what happens here going forward. The Broncos got a game in the Jags. Let's just appreciate the pageantry in London with the, uh, Two poor teams. I remember when the Broncos were two and one and the Jags were two and one. It's like, could this be the best London game ever? Uh, and here we are, uh, two and five. Both teams looking pretty damn poor so far. Um, I gotta get my ticket. I know. God, no, I'll uh, wait till Saturday night. Yeah. You'll be able to find one, but uh, we'll see what happens here. Um, either way, it's going to be exciting and there's going to be some movement coming up here for the Broncos. Uh, again, an announcement here Scott and I will not be here. Uh, Thursday morning, we will both be traveling, so there will be no show. I will make sure to tweet it out uh, from the Twitter accounts as well, but uh, is what it is. Uh, we appreciate you guys so much. Uh, make sure you're following Scott and I on Twitter. Uh, Scott is at Scott Kennedy. I am at Nick Kendall MHH. Also, make sure you're following us at uh, BFB underscore pod and at Mile High Huddle. If you haven't done so yet, join us at facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle pod, and make sure that you subscribe, like, and share over on YouTube. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Uh, we will. I will see you again next Monday. Uh, this is going to be the last time you see Scott for a little a bit until a week from today, actually. Yeah. Tuesday morning. So uh, you can catch us tomorrow on, uh, on, on Falcons, Falcons. tomorrow morning, yeah. uh, forging the Falcons. If you wanted to on over on my channel uh, slash C slash Scott Kennedy, real tough yep. to remember. Yep. hundred uh, percent. But uh, we appreciate the heck out of you guys. Uh, things are down now, but uh, eventually they'll get better with enough time. Things will change. <laughs> Um, but for now we're in groundhog's day once again, but appreciate you guys, Scott. It's good to see you again. Everyone have a good rest of your Tuesday. Continue to choose compassion and kindness. And as always go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance.
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.